The way you love NH scripted is frightening. But we don't blame you. We all have a little bit of addict in us. No one's ever going to shame you here. You are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your Wilson Pickett-like host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the almost YMCA-like digs of the WKXL Studios in Concord. 1450 AM, 103.9 on the FM band. 101.9 for you beautiful souls in Manchester. Oh, I can almost feel the chlorine in my pores right now. For those of you who are uh, don't have a radio, don't know what a radio is, or never heard of radio, you can find us at nhtalkradio.com. That's our URL. I'll talk a little bit more about what's out there later. I do need to take a moment thank my sponsor. That'd be Lakes Region Fence in Guilford. That's Matt McGonagall up there and the boys. They do a tremendous job. While you're drinking your coffee this morning, take a look out the window. You see that thing that looks like a remnant from Dresden bombed out in World War II? Get rid of it! Matt and them do picket fence. Uh, They have the highest quality cedar wood. Smells like pencils all day long. I've been there. They do PVC pools. They do property lines. Dude, they do it all. You go out to LRFence.com. LRFence.com. There's a button there for a free estimate. LRFence.com. That's Lakes Region Fence in Guilford. Love those guys and love their work. Well, fire up the Motorola, gather the kids around the radio, and break out those swamps and TV dinners. Make mine Salisbury steak. We got a big one in the house today. Speaking to film star David Affleck. <laughs> what? Why would you let David Affleck's in the house? Good morning, sir. Good morning, Ray. Great you to are, be here. Are man. you denying you are a, a film star? No, no. I, I'm an actor. I'm an actor who does some stuff, and uh, yeah, it's been great. He's been better great. well known for being the husband of Seraphim. Yes. Hey, yes. Seraphim. She's the star. Oh, she's I the see. star of the family. Seraphim is the star. Well, our dog Dolly is a star, but Seraphim is the true talent in the family. I mean, dang. Yeah. You are humble. You are humble. <laughs> David, I see you everywhere, everywhere. You do some, I've seen your demo reel. I've seen your MIDB reel. Oh, man, thanks for watching, yeah. Oh, cool. So we'll get into some of that in a minute. But if you would, tell me how you even started in the, you said to me earlier that you started late, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I so, you know, I, I grew up <laughs> going loving movies and loving theater. And, and uh, my grandparents and my mom brought me to Concord Community Players. And I knew there was something special going on there. And I loved movies, you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s, 70s, and, and just, like, loving all that stuff. So, um there was a moment in time, and I wasn't doing any of that. I, I was baseball coach. I played baseball in college, and there was a. I was an adult, and I'm like, I'm missing something, you know. I'm, I I just never went for it, you know. I never tried to act, and so I was. I had a, a this kind of I don't know awakening, I guess you would say, where I was just like, I I I, I don't want to be on my deathbed with any regrets you know this is my one life and I don't want to have any regrets and I'm like well 
uh, let's just give this acting a try. And, you know, I didn't know where it was going to go. so you're having regrets about what you're going to leave by. You could be like, I might want to be a gambler, <laughs> gangster or something. <laughs> acting is yeah. what you're lying on your deathbed was, thinking about? In my heart, I want, I'm like, I always wanted to try it. Okay. And never had. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Never had, you know. And um, so I was like, okay, let's do it. And um, I had taken one course at uh, Brown University, Brown University Extension School. I lived in Providence for a while with this guy named Carlton Coiler and he was a part of the acting studio in New York City and he uh, I mean he was a great teacher and um, but I never went anywhere with it and he's you know he said to me he's like you might have something you know Um, there were little glimpses where like uh, people and uh, you know people and teachers had believed in me and said like you might be able to go further than what you're doing so but my the big thing was I went conquer community players I'm like okay there's a play coming up I'm gonna try out and I just like I just I'll I'll be the background I'll be the guy that waves in the back you know a part player I just want to be part of it and try it and um what ended up I I I uh you know, I uh, memorized a monologue for it, and and Gary Locke was the director. It was the play called Harvey? Remember the, about I the do. about yeah, yeah, Jimmy Stewart yeah. and the and the Invisible Rabbit that may or may not be there. And I auditioned, and um, lo and behold, uh, he calls me, Gary Locke, the director, and he's like, he's like, hey, uh, you got the role of Doctor Sanderson, which is like the second lead. Yeah, and uh, and he's like, you're working with a newcomer, Jesse Cole, and uh, I'm like, Gary. I've never acted before in my life. I think I think his job might have dropped because, you know, it's like 250 lines or whatever. I'd never memorized a line in my life. And so I worked my butt off for two months and they were so supportive and wonderful and, you know, had the, you know, dedicated the that, that performance to my grandma, my mom. And uh, it was just really a, a wonderful, like, honestly kind of spiritual moment where I was like, I can I can do this. You know, I can do this. When was that? That was 2011. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was uh, Chris Demers was played the the played uh, yeah the Jimmy Stewart character. Yeah, just a great group of people. And then, so you know, I did a few plays with community players, and I'm like, but and my heart is in also in film. I love the the roar of the audience. I mean, I've done some yeah. comedy, I've done comedy stuff, and uh, before before the before the uh, pandemic and all that stuff. But um, I love the love the audience. But I was like, I wanted to try film too, so. I started searching out some uh, some teachers to be like, okay, how do I actually do this and get into it? So, yeah, totally yeah. different world. Totally different world, yeah. Totally man, different oh skill man. set, yeah. I have been, I, I went last time to uh, New York, and I went to the Museum of Broadway. Have you been there? I've never been, no. Okay. I have a question for you that you can mull over yep. during the, the episode here. Okay. Um, you know, since you're like on the verge of being a, a mega star here. <laughs> Um, you know, when you walk through that museum, it, it's it's really fascinating, yeah. and um, you see a lot of the older shows, I mean, literally older, um, and then you see some of the newer ones, or at least shows that are fairly recent, with big names in them, like Jeff Daniels and um, uh, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, right, right, right. you know, and you've got Brian Cranston and all yeah, Okay. Yeah. It got me thinking. Here you go. Ready? When you're going to be famous, like next week, okay, and you're a big name, would you rather be in a play that no one's heard of, but that as a star, you could help catapult, or would you rather be in a show that's already up and running and it's famous, (laughs) and they're going to use your name to uh, help push that? Tough question. Mm-hmm. Tough question. Oh, that's all we do here, baby. Yeah. That's all we do. Yeah, I don't know. It, it would all depend on the play. Yeah, I mean, it would depend on the character in the play. And, 
Uh, listen, man, at this point, I'd be glad to be cast in anything. <laughs> hey, man, I hear you. <laughs> I'll do both. I'll do either. But give me a leading role in something. I'll try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how did you make the switch? The switch from stage to film? Well, I still do both, you know. So I've done, I've done, uh, I try to, uh, you know, I really believe in the craft of acting. You know, I really believe it's a craft. So I wanted to go in full force. And, you know, there was a uh, the guy that really, I've had two really great teachers, uh, a guy named, uh, I had a friend. And I'm like, listen, how do I do this? I want to get into this. Like, how do I get into, prof-? you know, it's like one of those, I'm in New England right now. And so I'm close to New York. I'm, Boston has a, I didn't even know Boston had much of an industry. But so I ended up, um, uh, my friend said, there's a guy in Connecticut, New uh, Hamden, Connecticut, right outside of New Haven, named uh, Reno Venturi. He's the real deal. He's He's been on Broadway. He's taught people, you know, like stars. He produces things. And so I drove uh, three hours, uh, every week What for about six months and trained with him, um, to, with his, and his crew, uh, his crew at the acting studio. Yeah. The actor's gym, excuse me, the actor's gym in Hamden. And, and I, and he like gave me a basis for like, he gave me like an, uh, a baseline for how to, how to be an actor, you know, was this really, for film or stage both, or both? It was both. I mean, they, they're both very similar. It's yep, like, but yeah. you know, theater is bigger, you know, theater is yeah. bigger and, and and so, he, you know, he taught me the difference between that stuff, you know, like film is so intimate, you know, and very, very close. And so, uh, you know, I, I pride myself that I can do either, you know, so. Um, and the other guy that was really wonderful for me is a guy named Steve Blackwood. He was actually, oh, you know, Steve. I do. Yeah, you know, he was Days of Our Lives, you know, and so um, yeah. he's his, his, his classes, they don't really, it's not about how do you act for a stage or how do you act for a film. It's like, how do you become, how do you become? Right? How do you? How yeah. do you? How do you become this person in these cir- circumstances and these situations? And they've given me, you know, they they go, they teach they they teach their own way, but they're they got you know Stanislavski, they got uh, you know yeah. Stella Adler, they got you know uh, all everything Meisner, all mixed in together. And so you know, I just started doing some stuff in in in, in training, and uh, with that came some confidence to be like, okay, if I'm on a set or if I'm on a commercial or whatever, I can uh, I can. Do this i can pull this off yeah so man oh man oh man so would you okay oh dang <laughs> Ooh, the time flies by <laughs> we're gonna put a pin in that one david and i are gonna go try to find the taster's choice we need a little bump you are listening to nh unscripted i am your happy to be out of host out of bed host ray dudley we are coming to you from the Taj Mahal-like digs of the WKXO Studios in Concord. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM in Manchester, and nhtalkradio.com is our URL. David Affleck is in the house. We're coming back. Yeah, yeah, don't go anywhere yet. girl that looked a lot like you up on Choctaw Ridge. She and Billy Joe was doing something off the Tallahatchie Bridge. We ain't covering that subject here, but we got a lot of other stuff to chit-chat about. You are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your happy-to-be-out-of-bed host when the PJ's on. Got the little feet in them. Ray Dudley. 
We are coming to you from the digs of the WKXL Studios, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM, for the beautiful souls of Manchester. And htalkradio.com is the URL. I'm going to explain a little bit more about that later, but in the house, mega superstar David Affleck. Oh, he's so humble. Look at him blush over there. David. David, can you regale us with some of your gigs that you've done? Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, yes, I mean, listen, too. man, I'm an actor. Actors what? love to yes, talk about themselves. Why you're right? here? Uh, first off, though, it's so such an honor to be here because uh, I grew up listening to WKXL with Jim Rivers. You know, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Look so at you I mean, throwing yeah. down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was it's it was you know it was it was an important part of my, my of growing up and uh, to be to be interviewed is really a lot of fun. So you and know, thanks for having me. me. Yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's awesome. Yeah, See, it's and, and you're a star in yourself, man. We go, I'm being interviewed by a you know. Uh, uh, a star oh, quit myself. It. Oh, quit it! <laughs> it's great. So, um, I mean, acting. You know, I, I acting is such a uh, uh, you get momentum. You know, so I uh, the first thing um, that uh, I really got, I guess, you know, was. Um, when I was, I, I I knew that I might be doing something good. I got a role in this movie called Escape Twenty One Twenty. I think that's the one you guys were talking about. It's on Amazon now. What? Listen, it's uh, what I play the monologuing villain, right? So it's uh, that that's like the first one, and and, and it, it was a guy. Um, uh, Brian uh, Bennett, who wrote the book, and then he's like, I'm going to make a movie out of this. And he ended up uh, producing it, directing it. Now, listen, it's not going to win any Academy Awards, but it's on Amazon. You yes, can rent you it. Don't. Yeah, it's on Amazon, and uh, and it's on YouTube, and like over 7 million people have watched this movie. What? Yeah, what? yeah, it's crazy. And I'm like, who's watching this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I listen, this is then I knew I was doing all right because I started getting emails from people saying, you're a horrible actor. You should go back to doing whatever. And I'm like, okay, I guess I've made it. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah, Mom. And it wasn't funny. Yeah, it wasn't my wife or Mom, so that was nice. That was nice. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in terms of that, that was kind of the big, the, the big high profile. And then um, right after that, I got... Um, because I, I, I was, I'm a teacher, you know, and so I quit teaching and I was, I'm like, I'm going to do this full time. I, you know, I got the support of my wife and she believed in me, you know, which was, which was huge. And I, and I was going back and forth to New York City and, and New Jersey. And uh, I got this gig where uh, for the New Yorker, which turned out to be like a comedy piece for the New Yorker, and John Hamm actually voiced uh, this New Yorker what thing. A name dropper. Yeah, I know, I know, right? Shameful. And um, but he voiced my. I was doing the acting, and he voiced it, and, and it became. It got you know some some decent views. I'm like, oh man, I got incredible momentum going on. I'm like going to be able to do it, and then COVID hit, and then like I'm like, okay, I'm going to become a teacher again. And um, which isn't you know teaching is wonderful. I love what I do. You know, I teach English, I teach film, I do all that stuff. But you know, there's like a moment when you're like, oh man, this is uh, this is some next level stuff. You know, we're talking yeah. about some of those mo- those milestones. I never. Never met him, no, what? no, I never got to meet him because he actually voiced it after he did the oh. ADR after, yeah, yeah. So, oh, that bites. I know, right? Dang. I just watched him in Fargo. I don't know if you've seen season four of Fargo or oh, five. Oh man, have you seen him? Oh, I did. I watched that. I that, binged it. That was incredible. Oh my god, 
That was great. Yeah, a great season. That was a great season. I haven't watched all of it, but a friend of mine recommended that one. So he said, "You got to see John Hammond." Yeah. All right. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to the TV. it was incre- that was an incredible yeah. series. Which yeah. it's, uh, when you're glued to the TV at my age, it's not a big event. <laughs> yep. it, it <laughs> <laughs> it's getting them to switch the channel at the home. That's the big part, <laughs> right, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have an agent? I do. I mean, I do. Is that uh, important? Do you think? Uh, I think. I think having an agent gets you some things that you might not otherwise have gotten. You know, like I got a few things. I did. Uh, I had a small role in City on a Hill, you know, which was filmed in Boston. Yes. <laughs> filmed in Boston. Well, we actually filmed it in New York City, but it takes place in Boston. I had a, you know, uh, a couple things uh, like that one. I got through an agent, and um, you know, I, I think they open up some opportunity. But I also, man, you know, as an actor, you grind, you grind. Yeah. You know, every morning I I'm on websites and I'm I'm trying to book stuff. You know, I'm, um, I spend a you know a little bit of time every morning applying if there's a, a role that might fit me either backstage actors access or casting network i'm like it may might fit and yeah you know with teaching which is great um you know it's intense when you're in it but you do have a decent amount of time off so you know you can you can kind of pursue some of that stuff um the, you know the outside acting stuff when, when in the midst of it you know yeah so, i like casting network i use them a lot they've got some great filters yeah you know so you can go through right right you're not getting roles well i'm not getting roles for like 20 year old <laughs> right, right. Never mind. Yeah. Well, listen. I've, I've, I mean, I've only been doing this for a little over a decade now, and I'm like, I've seen my. I'm not the. I'm not. I'm not the. You know, the young father anymore. I'm the. I'm the old middle aged father, right? <laughs> I always. My filters always say something like, "Good looking grandpa." That's the one. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it. I don't seem to find many emails from them though about that. But. <laughs> um. So, are you union? Do you? I'm not. No, not. no, I'm not. I mean, I would like in theory i support the union i'm in a union yeah. for teaching um uh and i and i totally believe in unions um but it's uh sag hasn't been something available to me i have a couple vouchers or whatever and uh at some point i'd like to be um it's just in this industry i think really it's hard to be uh unless you just want to do background in boston like yeah. sag background it's been it's just been more opportunities for me to not to not be SAG, yeah. and uh, I think you, if you're in LA or New York, yeah, you could be SAG. But the, the New England is such a very unique, um, very unique spot. I was yeah. on the set of Castle Rock, and um, I'm non-union. Yep. But um, there were union people there. We're in the break room. There were union people there, and non-union people. And the non-union people were really picking the brains of the union people right, and said, right. "You know, should we? If we get chance?" And there was this real discussion, very serious. Um, the union people were saying how um, they had just renegotiated their contract. They got more money, right. but the trade-off was they were going to get less roles. They were going to open it up to yep. more non-union people. But, you know, if you get, and then they said, well, on top of that, because there's less roles, yeah. you're not going to work as much. You're still going to pay union dues. You got to pay every year. You got to pay to get in. And then you got to, uh, all the benefits and stuff. So he said, unless you're working a lot and you know you're going to work a lot, right. union might not be the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a definitely unique. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. So for anybody who is thinking about, acting hasn't done hasn't dipped their foot in it you have any kind of a, a uh, advice for someone um would should they even look at things like 
film background or should they stick with theater yeah where do you sit on that? i mean i have i i i, I taught students uh a few different high schools since i've been an actor and like how do you do it how do you get into it and i always say join your local theater right get in there get in there and just yeah. start acting and also if you want to uh train you know i think you know it's doing the footwork you know yeah. and being i had no i, I mean i remember i went to my first uh, i auditioned for that kind of that first teacher in reno and he's like He's like, you got some stuff there, but you're really big. He's like, you gotta, you gotta calm down a little bit, right? And he's uh, like, yeah. I was doing like weird stuff. I didn't know, like moving my hands a little more, like being dramatic. And he's like, you gotta, if you want to do film and commercial, and you know, and the good thing about that guy, uh, that um, he actually was good friends with <laughs> my first. Uh, casting agent was this woman named Doris Silk, rest in peace. And she would call me. I know she was like, she would be like, David, you still <laughs> handsome? Um, I got a commercial in Connecticut. Uh, we're going to be canoeing. Can you canoe? We're going to be uh, riding a bike. And you're going to be there like, can you make it? I'd be like, yeah. And it was like, and I'm like, she's like, okay. I would love to. You know, it was, it was awesome. And like, she was my, I was like, that was like my first entrance into it. And I'm like, this is fun. You know, like you show yeah. up and you're doing commercial stuff and you're getting paid and you're meeting new people and, and, and that's been fun. But for, you know, to go circle back to that question, I think it's just a matter of getting yourself in there, you know, like get into, if actors act, you know? Yeah. So how are you going to how are you going to act and you're like people i i i kind of went from the mindset i'm not going to you know i don't think i'm too old to kind of unless i become gene hackman or you know morgan freeman you know get get, <laughs> get real famous when you're like 65 60 50 65 um but uh i think what uh, happened was you know just you got to train you got to train yeah i want to come back to you on that in a second too with that hang on Time for our Salisbury steak. I can smell it from here. <laughs> you are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your beautiful, handsome host, Ray Dudley. My soul is beautiful. You all know that. We are coming to you from the monk-like conditions of the WKXL Studios in Concord. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM for all the gorgeous souls in Manchester. NHTalkRadio.com is the URL for you digital people. David Affleck is in the house. We are peeling apart acting and his beautiful career will be back. This morning, baby, and I had you on my mind because it's an age unscripted. Everyone knows us. There's a kind of hush all over the world when we come on. NH unscripted. I am your hermit, hermit host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the spa-like conditions of the WKXL studios in Concord. We got hot rock saunas, we got warm towels, we got chocolates on the pillows, we got it all going here. You can find us at 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 
That's in Concord, for those of you who own a radio still. 101.9 FM in Manchester, R-U-R-L, where you can find this show, all the archives of this show, and all of the other tremendous programming here at WKXL is nhtalkradio.com. Don't go out there now. Come on, wait. There's also a button where you can hear us live. This show, NH Unscripted, comes to you every Wednesday and Friday morning at 9 a.m. Drive time. We're so proud of that. In studio with me. David Affleck talking about film, talking about commercials, talking about theater. David, did you have something you wanted to bring up? Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I uh, yes, my <laughs> doing things, you know, while following your heart. I'm a true, uh, I'm oh. a true romantic, oh. you know, and um, he's winking at me now. <laughs> but. It, we are in a spa, the spa like WKXL. I mean, you did give me some chocolate. See? Right, you know? See? And, um, and a nice. Uh, All the A listers get it, baby. All the A listers. <laughs> Uh, you know, I I really believe in this uh, following your heart stuff and, uh, you know, and follow your bliss. And, um, you know, I was in Boston casting, uh, auditioning for a commercial when I ran into a, you know, a guy who's probably known around here, Michael Coppola. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a pretty, pretty uh, well-known actor. And, um, and I didn't, you know, this is, it gets a little weird at auditions sometimes, right? People sometimes yeah, don't know. talk to you. They, they you know, they, they, they eye you, they're sizing you up. Is this guy going to get it? Who's going to get it? Yeah. And. Uh, but I always try to be loose and uh, and friendly and uh, and kind. And I just remember I started talking to Michael, and he was telling me he was um, directing a play in Concord. Now I was in Boston at the time when we were at the audition, and uh, for nine to five. And I said, I'm not a, I'm kind of really not a musically, you know, singer type guy, you know. And he's like, I think I got a straight role for you, a perfect role for you, nine to five, the role of Dick. <laughs> And so I auditioned and, you know, I showed up, you know, a lot of the stuff I think in life, if I'm imparting any wisdom is, you know, you show up, you know, you do the footwork, you show up and you try. Stop, man, he right, is. Right. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I showed up for the audition and there was a woman um, floating around the audition room uh, and she turned out to be. My my future wife Seraphim uh, DeAndre at the floating. time, right? You. She was floating. You. Some women, you know, some women will walk. She floats, and uh, you know, and and we didn't get together for an after uh, until a year after or so, and we went through some stuff, but we ended up uh, getting together. But I, you know, I I met my soulmate, the love of my life, Good for you. doing something that I love, you know, and, and challenging myself and doing something new, and so um, yeah, you can find love in the theater, man. That's why in the theater. And and you know all these things and and just to um, uh, not to get too too deep, but I I found my biological dad about six years ago. I didn't I was adopted. Mom adopted, and um, my biological dad is a wonderful man, Paul Shaver, and he never knew I existed. What? Yeah, I was I was one of those you know I was one of those. Uh, one of those kids of the 70s and uh, a Catholic mom who they shipped her from Rhode Island, shipped her, shipped her up to uh, New Hampshire to have me. And so, oh my God. yeah, so I was uh, Dr. Black, a long time uh, OBGYN in Concord, uh, delivered me. And my mom ended up was a woman, uh, is a nurse practitioner who worked for Dr. Black. So, um, you know, a little, uh, a little craziness going on. I meet my father, right? My my biological dad. He, I ended up. I lived literally uh, a mile away from him at one point in Providence. I lived in Providence. He lives in North Providence, well, about five miles. So a little craziness. 
I talk about genetics, right? Family genetics. Uh, it turns out that my half sister is a teacher. I've always I've been an eight teacher for eighteen years. My half brother's name is Michael Shaver, who is the editor of Black Panther. What? Wakanda Forever. Uh, a Quiet Place Two. Are you kidding me? Creed. Yes, he's been. He's so. Uh, it's just funny how how uh, you know wow. yeah how blood you know blood is uh, you know um, yeah it's pretty yeah crazy, that's pretty like crazy. when you hear those yeah, yeah. of triplets you know yeah, that. yeah 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 so teaching and you know and wow. and uh, and film is kind of I never knew it was in my blood but it's in the blood you know so it's yeah. it's been it's been wonderful yeah so tell me about what it's like to be on set for like the let's pick a commercial the your Fenway Park one was that for Fenway Park was it? yeah that that was actually you know, that was actually a political political ad it was uh, that yeah that for um, uh, a gambling it was for gambling oh. yeah it was like it was like we're sending all money to boston and new york it was a california ad to try to because um i don't even i don't even know the gist of it, it was like something but whatever it was they shut down jersey street right yeah. and i was like the sole person on the street acting like an idiot i was like you know i was uh yeah. typical fenway park you know crazy man mm-hmm. and you know with like a foam finger and you know and you know i'm just like i grew up going to fenway you know yeah. And and you know I worshipped the Red Sox and I you know and those World Series years were wonderful and so you know this was only a couple years ago and and there I am you know in front of Fenway <laughs> I don't act like an idiot anymore I used to but <laughs> but getting to be like you know just getting to have some fun yeah. uh, for for a, a, for a major commercial you know so that was that was it a lot of fun it looked like it yeah. was a lot yeah of yeah, fun. yeah I mean and, and to see that. It's got the backdrop. It's Fenway Park right yeah, behind you. Right, right. It's really, really cool. I don't know if anybody gets to see your uh, your demo reel. Where can they go see that, by the way? Uh, I got that stuff up on um, www.davidafflick.com. Huh. Huh. I wonder why you named A-F-F-L-I-C-K. it that. A-F-F-L-I-C-K.com. Yeah, huh. no, it's 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 out there, yeah. Yeah, the self-promotion stuff is, is kind of... Yeah, crazy. But I, I want, I want to get back to your comment about Boston casting. I'm glad I don't have to go down anymore. That yeah. I do not like self taping. I yep. will say that. But I also abhorred going into Boston casting. Not because I don't like them, but I hate sitting on the bench with right. like 15 other people who yeah. kind of look a little right, like right. you. <laughs> and yeah, you're not quite sure how this is going to work oh, out. Yeah. And then, and then, someone comes in or whatever and every the all the people of Boston Castle go, Hey Joe, good to see you again. You're here for the interview and I'm like, Oh man, there goes that why did I come down here for two hours? Yeah. There's always somebody that has an in or something that it wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah, I got a few of those, but it's it's always stressful, man. It's it's oh. stressful, yeah. All those times, yeah. Those were and I started going to hey, uh, New York City though, they treat you like royalty when you go on audition. If you start going to commercials really? in New York, yeah, they treat you they're like always like very respectful of your time. There's always you're not just sitting around waiting, yeah. That's interesting. So, yeah. yeah. But that was that was back. They I think they all do they all do self tapes now too. Oh but, yeah, man, you I got know a space where you do yours. I do. I have a little extra bedroom where I you know I'm just like I poor poor Sarah from I'm like, can you read lines for me? <laughs> She's like, for what? I'm like, what do I have to do now? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I know that pain. I know it. I get this decide because listen, like, Sarah Finn's a star. She she she's not a she doesn't love film. She'd rather she. I mean, she's she's so talented yeah. singing and uh, and, and performing, you know, and. Um, 
Andrew knows. Andrew Does knows. she have a business in Concord? Uh, she started to do uh, uh, a Seraphim. Yeah, Seraphim Design. So she's uh, she right was through. doing a, a bakery thing, but I mean, she should be singing full time. Yeah, um, performing full time. It's it's hard uh, to do, as you know, we know, mm-hmm. um, and and to make a living doing it. So, but she's, I mean, she's got so many incredible talents. One of them is her kindness and her ability to be really, truly present with people and uh, and uh, make people uh, feel good about themselves, and that's one of them. So she's an incredible designer. Like she's she has uh, been doing interior design for uh, I mean for most of her life, but she's like, why don't I try to uh, make a, a career out of this? So yeah, so really check out Seraphim Design. There you go. Uh, she's on Facebook, and and she'd be happy to to come in and transform your life it's you know we really are are believers in the power of story uh you know and so like her her motto is uh design with your story in mind so um yeah she's she's great is that like a feng shui thing yeah it's like i don't know man she's just got some magical touch like i i sometimes go home leave for school right and i'll come back in eight hours and the entire room will be transformed into a different room different color scheme she's moved the couches like she's in this in this incredible magic person that like it's almost like bewitch like she she wrinkles her nose right and like it's like it's like transformed. If I had to design, it'd be all sweatshirts. <laughs> all, <laughs> all the furniture would be covered in sweatshirts. Oh, hang on. We got one more block coming up. David Affleck is in the house. Hey, you don't tug on Superman's cape and don't spit into the wind and don't miss NH Unscripted. I am your happy-to-be-out-of-the-home host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the monk-like conditions of the WKXL Bunkers. Deep in the heart of Concord, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM for all you beautiful people in Manchester. NHTalkRadio.com is our URL. Time for some Sanka and Spam. We're coming back. Mask off in the Lone Ranger and you don't mess around with NH Unscripted. Welcome back, you great listeners. We are coming to you from the water country like digs of the WKXL studios high atop the mountaintops of Concord. 103.9 FM, 1450 AM. That's for those of you who still own a radio. 101.9 FM for the happy, happy, beautiful souls in Manchester. We love you, folks. And our URL, for those of you who just have to hit the keyboard, is nhtalkradio.com. Yeah, all you young punks. David Affleck is in the studio. Happy to be here, David. I want to say welcome again, and thank you for being here. Been a blast, man. No, I'm glad to hear Thanks for having me. No, anytime, anytime. So, we have a couple of things we need to sweep into the the final block here. You... You, did you say you're host at the New Hampshire Film Festival? So, yeah, I just recently got involved with that a couple years ago. I mean, they've been doing this for a long time, the New Hampshire Film Festival in Portsmouth. I mean, they are showing world-class films, that the three-day, four-day, five-day weekend, and... Uh, 
Um, I've been hosting at the press room like during the day, uh, you know, just introducing the films and question and answers with some of the directors and whoever else may show up, producers of the of the film. And it's really um, a wonderful, wonderful uh, experience. Yeah. And just to see these these, you know, these people who have who have created something that put their life on the line to create something and uh, and get to watch them. So yeah, I you know I highly recommend that. I uh, I'm trying to get my film that uh, I was just in. It played a con film festival in in France. Name it's called dropper. New Shoes. Name new Shoes alert. <laughs> I'm an actor, man. We got to promote our stuff. Go ahead. Guy's name is Tommy Kane, writer director, and uh, he he uh, wrote this about his life. It's a short 20, 20 minute short. It showed in the. I think the new directors um, at Khan, and it got a five-minute standing O, which at was Con. yeah at Khan, yeah, yeah, which is unbelievable. So, are you just getting back from there then? I yeah. wish, I wish yeah. I had gone to it, but uh, I just play a small just role in it. Just lie and say you <laughs> went. <laughs> I just play a small. I played a small role in it, and but you know, it's one of those ones that you're just proud to be part of because it's 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 heartfelt. It's his life, and uh, he put his own money on the line to get this written, d- directed, produced, and he's getting out there. I hope it plays at New Hampshire Film Festival next year. It's called you New Shoes. You know what's crazy about a film that gets... Because once you do a film, you don't have any idea where it's going to end no up clue. like that. How does it end up at cons? How does that happen? Yeah. Somebody has seen it like so you can put it in there. And, right. and then it gets voted, right? It right. gets voted on a... Man, oh man! Oh yeah, man. it's a lot of the stuff you do. You, you like the commercials you do. You, you, I mean, you were just telling me you don't know when you're going to see them. You know, know, you pop up and I'm still looking for some. Somebody really just, see, yeah, you never see it. I just did a, you know, I did one maybe before the pandemic. Uh, I did this one for Sirius XM, right? A, a nice high profile national commercial. Yeah. I didn't see it until last week <laughs> or oh. like two weeks ago. You know, it's like somebody's like, oh, I saw you, and I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, tell me the story, <laughs> or uh, I'll send the list about your. Your Super Bowl commercial. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. He no, does. no, it didn't make it to the Super Bowl. It was for it's a national what? commercial for Tuchel cough syrup, but it was one of those nice ones to get early in the year in the 2024. You sh- you, you know you go to New Super Jersey Bowl. for a couple days. Come on, come and on. You, and you and it never made it to the Super Bowl. There were some rumors that it might make it to the Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. apparently it didn't. But mm-hmm. it's playing on like all major platforms. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I love doing commercials. Yeah. I, I really, they're so much fun. They're fun, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a whole nother world, and you know. I, so did you, when the rumors started, though, come on about it being in the Super Bowl, we yeah. were like, I, I mean, you had to be going out of your mind. Well, That's it was a big event. We filmed you it might know. early, you know, middle, early January, and then it comes rolling around. I hadn't seen it, hadn't seen it, and then one of the, uh, you know, the, the kids that played, um, the parents of the kids who played my kids in the commercial like, I think it might play at the Super Bowl. And I'm like, what? You really? No way, man. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> and uh, so, it, you know, it filled me with a little bit of hope. But, you know, I can't, like a couple days later, somebody sent it to me. And it was, it's like on Amazon and playing like Tubi, all over the place. Tubi, yeah, playing everywhere, <laughs> man, you know. But it's cool. It's cool. And, and, you know, I don't have a line. I just cough my brains out. You know, that that's the glo- the glory of acting. Like, you, you caught your great cougher. <laughs> <laughs> I can see your resume. I can canoe. I can, yeah, right. I can bowl. Listen, I can man, cough. I did one for Colorado Credit Union. I, I was I was a hand model. I was George Costanza. I was so, I, you know you know from Seinfeld when yeah. he becomes the hand model. I have I'm like I have a national commercial where I'm a hand model. I'm like this is unbelievable. Listen, it's all stuff I never thought possible. Yeah, I never thought I could do it until. 
I did it. You know, and that that's Excellent. that's yeah, that's what? for the kids, man. Just put yourself out there and 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 see what you see what you can get out and see what you can what you can do. Yeah, of uh, years ago, I had somebody who said to me, "Why are you doing it? You, you don't have the look for like commercials, <laughs> right?" And and I went and and. I talked to John Campanelli. He said, "Dude, there's no such thing as the look. Exactly. You look like the the Dunkin' Donut guy from right. years ago, or the uh, Where's the Beef Women? You know, there's no look. No. You know, I'll tell you that uh, you're incredibly lucky. Having done several commercials, I understand how incredibly lucky you would have to be to land like the spokesperson, right? Yeah. You know, like for yeah, progressive and some of them. Oh yeah, so lucky. Oh my, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, that is you've hit the lottery when you do that, right? Right. Because otherwise, we're doing all these little rinky dink ones that show once or twice and yeah, goodbye. Yeah, yeah, it's in the joy of doing it, and like if you get yeah, if I get you know, there's been a few times I'm like, uh, why am I doing this? And then I show up on set and I have a lot of fun. Oh, I yeah. love it. I did one for the New Hampshire Liquor Commission. Yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. You know, it's just, I, I didn't even know how to begin to describe it. It just, they're laid back. They they treat you like the star that they think you are. Yeah. Even though we know different. But right. They, you're the you're the hired help. Right. You're the guy, the actor. No, you're the talent, oh, Ray. You're the talent. Me. That's correct. That is the. And, and, you know, like, it, well, and I think what you find with all these things, if whether you're joining community theater where you, or you're joined, doing some commercials or getting into film or whatever, you're finding a group of people that want to create right they're creators and Excellent they want point and they want and they truly but even a commercial has a story within it you know so i love i listen i'm a huge reader i'm an english teacher uh i love the power of story you know so it's like to be part of this the, these creative people just making cool stuff yeah. i love it it's awesome yeah, yeah. It, i hadn't thought of it that way as a story but it is and you, you know, it's amazing to watch all these professionals yeah. who, who have no in, intention of ever wanting to act, but they all have this behind-the-scenes thing. you got a guy who's just simply shading. <laughs> he's just shading the room, you know, but he's happy to be doing that, right, shading that right. thing. You know, we had a guy on, on one set, they're, they're, he's fanning, like, the, the smoke machine, yeah. so it has that little bit of haze in yeah. there. He's happy yeah. to be alive, just standing there, fanning the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what yeah. in the world? They're like, Mr. Dudley, are you ready to come? I go, yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, the guy's whatever. over there fanning the thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so do you have any tips for someone who, for like learning lines? Do you do you have a, a special way you learn lines as um, an actor? Yeah, no, I, I was petrified of learning lines <laughs> starting off, man, like yeah. so much so it like caused creative incredible anxiety and stuff. Yeah, I so, break out in shingles. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you too. So um, it's really, for me, it's repetition. It's getting to know the the scene. And uh, I mean, I, I get probably get to know both people's lines, you know, so I, I know it like in and out. And what, once that, once you know the lines and you can play, then you can have fun and, and you trust yourself, you know, so. Um, I mean, and I just, I love uh, podcasts with actors. I just heard that Mark Ruffalo, who's up for a, a Academy Award, and Sam Rockwell, both of those guys who I respect them I so love much. Sam Rockwell. And uh, Mark Ruffalo and Poor Things is absolutely hilarious, uh, you know. Um, uh, they both have tough times learning lines. Oh, and I didn't so, know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and so it's like not automatic for them. So they, they, it's really just a matter of getting to know the material, getting to know the character, getting into it. You know, so it's funny. I had I had heard a story, and I don't know how true it is, but there's a lot of film actors, TV, film, who have a difficult time uh, yeah. making the transition to stage. Right. Um, I had heard that Al Pacino. I hope I'm not like 
talking about school here, but he was playing some role on, on stage, and he had to have an earpiece in, so he was like pretending to be like a broker or something, and they're feeding him his lines. He had to have little TV screens built into like the back of of some of the furniture yeah so that he could like look at the scroll it through and oh yeah there's a lot of actors the, the, a lot of those old school guys some of the marlon brando is notorious for that <laughs> like not knowing like having somebody who's like <laughs> a, a, a poster board on somebody's forehead <laughs> to do it yeah. well you forget that you know these a lot of the film and commercial kind of things you know it's five lines and then cut right and then another angle yeah. five same five lines and yeah. cut you, they don't have to sit there worrying about 40 50 pages of script Right, right, yeah. Man, oh man. Um, do you, what's coming up for you? Uh, right now, uh, not much, honestly, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I'm kind of open and uh, focusing on the, on the, finishing up the school year. And uh, yeah, not, I, I just did a, uh, um, this thing called Scream Three Holiday Horror. It's out on YouTube. It's uh, of course it would. It's be. it's got like um, it, right now it's got like fifty thousand views. A guy named Josh Dudley. He's creating some incredible horror, a whole horror universe out of Manchester, New Hampshire. What? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out. He's got like they've had a, tons of stuff. Uh, what else is going on? Um, yeah, you hear that sound? Throw out your URL one more time, my friend www.davidafflick.com or David Affleck on IMDb. He's mighty proud of that. Not really. Uh, what? What? <laughs> you have been listening to NH Unscripted. We are coming to you from deep within the bunkers of the WKXL studios in Concord. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM in Manchester. NHTalkRadio.com is the URL. I'm your getting handsomer by the second host, Ray Dudley. We'll see you on the next one. David, thank you for coming by. Thanks for having me, Ray. It's been awesome. Hey, Seraphim. 